Welcome to A Wealthy Life For Her with Teresa Left Tennant, where we discover our own path to wealth through conversations with talented, brilliant, and successful women who are designing their version of a wealthy life. Teresa Left Tennant is a licensed financial advisor and a certified financial planner. So the following disclosures are important to know. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns the certification marks of the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Lieutenant, or Reinventing Her Money. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money with offices on Mercer Island, Washington. She is the author of Reinventing her helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter, and is a popular speaker of financial empowerment for women around the country. She's a financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Her professional career includes over 30 years of experience in the financial services industry. Opening her own boutique financial planning practice in Bellevue in 2003, Teresa is passionate about helping women understand how their internal dynamic with money contributes to their external financial reality. Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lieutenant, where we explore how women can create a meaningful and abundant life on her terms. You know, wealth in our life is not just about how much money we have in the bank, but true wealth is found through pursuing a balance between all the things that are important to us. So the mission of this show is to engage in casual yet deep conversations about what it means to live a wealthy life as you define it and how to go about doing that. Oh, and make sure we have the money we need along the way. You're gonna learn a lot about me over the next few months, but I thought I'd start today by just introducing myself. You know, it seems like I've been in the money business all of my life. My father, he worked in a bank when I was growing up in a little town, Twin Falls, Idaho. And he got me a job in that bank when I was 15. And you know what? I loved it. I love that we were about really helping people. I loved balancing debits and credits. I love going to work and being around all the people and they were so serious and, and about what they were doing and they wanted to do it really well. Well, after college, I continued to work in banks throughout my 20s, but one day I was working away at a bank in Colorado Springs and my father called me on the phone. And he said, hey, I'm actually in Denver, Colorado, and I'm in a brokerage firm doing what was called a municipal bond issue, which was to raise money for the local hospital. And he said, any chance you can get away and come up and meet me for lunch? Well, luckily, my bosses said yes. So I jumped in the car, drove up to Denver, and I remember just walking into this amazingly beautiful building and all the marble countertops and the cherry wood desks and all the men and women in their suits. And I fell in love. Very soon after that, I went to work for that company. Spent the next eight years learning all about investments of all different kinds. And later in my life, I went back to work 
in banks in the investment department because if you remember there was a time when investment departments were new in banks and so i was able to help the clients of the banks learn how to invest in different alternatives from usual bank accounts and CDs. As time went on, I was promoted to being the manager of other financial advisors, and eventually I ran a whole team of private bankers and investment officers so that we could advise high net worth clients how to invest and have a real financial plan. You know, what I learned through all this part of my career was that people really want and need to understand how to manage their money well, because their money is for their life, and that they need to know how to do exactly the right thing, or at least sort of the right thing, as money comes more way, more their more money comes their way, and they evolve in their life. But I also realized that often corporations don't do the best job helping their clients make profits when they have to focus their attention on making profits for the company. So when my husband and I moved to Seattle, I asked him, what would you think if I opened my own financial planning company? I think I remember he rolled his eyes a little bit, but he's been my biggest fan ever since. And in 2003, I opened an independent financial planning practice called My Financial Design. The words were meant to help people realize that as they were focusing on their retirement planning and making sure that they were sending their kids to college, that they deserve to have their own personally designed roadmap that would take their own priorities and desires into consideration. You know, really back at this time, that was kind of a different message than a lot of financial advisors were receiving because I know I was trained just to answer the question, hey, I have some money, what's a good investment? But I realized that I had a unique opportunity to start a company from scratch and build it so that it matched my own vision of being wanted to you know, be treated in a certain way. I wanted to be treated fairly and honestly, transparency. And, and I wanted people to understand what I wanted and make it a priority. So that's what I was able to do with my practice. And as time went on, I became more interested in helping the women in my practice. Because for some reason, and I understand this, they, they seem to be a little less confident. They seem to be more willing to let their partners or other advisors make financial decisions for them. In my 40s, I had to overcome my own dysfunction with money, and I knew I had some unique skills. I'd worked some things out. I had some training and experience, and I thought, you know what? I can really help women overcome this lack of confidence, and I can help them gain new beliefs in themselves. Because when I would ask women about their money, many of them would just say, you know, I'm not really good with money. I really wanted to change that. So last year, I changed the name of my company to Reinventing Her Money. And that was really based on the fact that I wrote a book a few years ago uh, about my own reinvention in my life and my money. 
and I wanted to bring the, the skills that I had gained in financial management along with my transformational experience and training too. So I've reorganized my business to have services that focus on professional women who are ready to turn their own confusion and maybe even avoidance around money into clarity and commitment to making it work for them. This is yet another opportunity to create my, to create a vision that I have of really serving women and to helping us all rise together through conversation, through talking together and being uh, honest and trustworthy, to learning the things, to filling in the gaps, those things that we don't uh, know. Because I believe that we all have financial independence as a birthright, and that all we have to do is pursue that as a goal. And so I developed this process in my business, and my goal was to put all the pieces of the financial puzzle together. I call that process the reinvention blueprint. So now you know a little bit about my history with money and why I'm so passionate about women and empowering them. And that's why I'm doing this show for you because I want you to listen and I want you to learn about how you can change the areas of your life that may not be going exactly the way you want them to and specifically with your money. We need our money to be in shape for the big life that we all are pursuing. And so I'm going to bring guests on the show, three you're about to meet, who embody my definition and their own personal definition of what living a wealthy life looks like. And then they're going to share how they do it. Not only just, wow, it's so easy, but what are some of the challenges? What do they have to deal with all the time? How do they put their intention every day towards living a balanced, meaningful, and happy life? You know, because now more than ever, women have this opportunity to design life on our terms. Didn't used to be like that when my mother was uh, growing up and raising children. So we have new resources that we didn't used to have. We have resources to have the best health, the most robust health we can have. We have resources to really have meaningful and fulfilling work and financial abundance and thriving and meaningful relationships. So I'm gonna help you find your superpowers and help you have all the fun you really wanna have living the life that you love. So, now that you know more about me, I want to jump ahead and introduce the three guests that I have on my very first episode of A Wealthy Life for Her. These are women who uh, care about me, who love me. We are in a mastermind group called the Savvy Success Sisters. Now, I'll tell you more about this in future episodes, but I have been trained by Jack Canfield to live and teach his success principles. And one of the things I learned from him back in uh, the early 2000s was how to maintain a mastermind group. What we do when we get together is not only do we share our goals, but we also share our successes. We talk about how we have new initiatives that we want to uh, create in our life. We solve problems together. 
And mostly we just support each other as we pursue a life that is wealthy. I, I found, you know, I've been in a mastermind group now for, you know, since 2010. And the mastermind process is one of the most powerful tools that women can have to create the kind of life that she is pursuing. So in a moment, well, I'm going to introduce everybody and then I will let them all say hello and uh, have a moment to connect with you. So first we have Marianne Marlowe, who's a presenter, a trainer, a psychotherapist, a relationship specialist, and I think most importantly, she's a relationship advocate. And to show that, the foundation of her work is that relationships test bravery. They reveal courage in us, and they lead us to personal transformation. Healthy relationships can rewire us and dynamically inspire us to positively influence the world. So Marianne is the president of the Washington Mental Health Counselors Association and also the eWomen Network Puget Sound Managing Director. She's a busy gal. <laughs> Among her areas of focus are consciousness development, mind-body connectivity, loss and grief, relationship issues, family systems, shock and trauma, PTSD, personal transformation, and general mental health and wellness. Her philanthropic endeavors are focused on uh, resolving homelessness and supporting women and children's development, both locally and internationally. Welcome, Marianne. I'm just so honored to have such an amazing woman like you be with me today. Well, thank you, Teresa. That was lovely introduction, and I so appreciate appreciate being here today. Um, I also just wanna wanna say that one of my most near and dear uh, newest endeavors, really, in this past few years, is to create this Love Works, which is really the uh, kind of the embodiment of all of my learnings and trainings that I've been doing over the last 20 years. And that's really about making relationships accessible and simplifying all of the information that we get so that we can all have great, great relationships. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. You're so welcome. And in a few weeks, you and I are going to talk about uh, financial abundance and mindset around money. Uh, you, I just took one of your abundance uh, workshops and it was absolutely fabulous. So I look forward to talking to you more about that. But t today I want to continue talking about the re or introducing the rest of my mastermind women here. So with a nursing career that spans over 30 years, primarily in oncology, ICU, and hospice, Maureen Curris is no stranger to end-of-life issues. She became an advocate for the end-of-life conversations after seeing so many people die heartbreaking deaths in the ICU. She started her business, Radiant Morning, to teach families how to have candid family conversations and prepare their end of life plan. As most families seem to be unprepared for death, Maureen compassionately guides overworked and worried women in the sandwich generation to, to facilitate that family conversation, taking the fear out of talking about death and those that matter most. Welcome Maureen. 
I'm so excited to see you. Hi, Teresa. Hello, everyone. For being here. And I can't, you know, in a moment, we're going to talk a little bit about the new reality we seem to be in, because I, I imagine that, you know, you are really thinking about all the folks that, you know, are fearful right now about what's happening. Yeah, there is a lot of fear. And um, my whole goal, as you know, Teresa, is to get people talking before we get in situations that cause trauma, drama, and chaos. You know, so family members know what their family's wishes are, what they want if they should get in this situation, and to have all the legal documentation so that someone can be their legal spokesperson, yet everyone knows the wishes of the person that is is nearing nearing death. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we all know that death is, a, is you know, the a part of life. And, it, you know, we're all not going to get out of here alive. So preparing for it with our family members is, is really important. And I want to tell you that Gordon and I have our appointment on Friday to, you know, to really take on some of the questions that we've been putting off, just because we realize this is an opportunity to, to raise that uh, to a higher level on our pre- priority list. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, you know, getting prepared well before it's ever necessary is so important, just like with financial. Yes. You know, I think these are two areas people don't like to talk about their finances, and they like to talk about dying even less. So I don't know. Money and dying might be even because people will talk about sex and all sorts. I know they'll talk. They talk about that. Yeah, they'll talk about their intimate sex life with pretty much perfect strangers at times. Yet they won't talk about their finances are dying. So. All right, so let me introduce our third guest today. Mary Lee has been a top producing real estate agent for over 33 years. In 2004, Mary created the Ultimate Home Selling Success System, an exclusive results-oriented system that creates the best home selling experience and results for sellers and without the normal buyer contingencies. As a result of this innovative system, Mary hasn't sold a listing with a home inspection contingency since 2005. Mary delivers a new level of marketing and negotiation experience that has changed lives through the exceptional results she creates for her clients. Welcome, Mary. I'm so excited that you're here today. Hi, Teresa. These are very interesting times. I've got seven upcoming sellers trying to figure out when and how to launch their their listing on the market. And I, I really help sellers strategize how to manage their wealth through their real estate investments, whether it's um, their primary home or a secondary property. And I'm looking really at the market daily to see what's coming on, what's pending, um, how this virus uh, may or may not change buyers' behavior. And, uh, you know, in 33 years, I've, I've been through it all. So um, I'm focused and uh, we will all get through this. Well, that's definitely true. You know, definitely that's my experience too, is that we're really able to bring our very best skills to the situation that we're in now for our clients. And, um, you know, the listeners will probably notice that we're all entrepreneurs. So we have um, put 
together a business that brings our best selves to whatever our expertise is. And uh, being in this, uh, you know, this is not a happy situation by any sense of the terms, but it's also an opportunity for all of us to learn how to bring our superpowers to the question, to the situation that we have with our clients, with our families, with our friends. So I guess what I'd like to just start with um, is uh, before we go to break is just checking in with you. How are you all doing with this new reality, the COVID-19 reality? Let's start with you, Maureen. It's, you know, this is changing. It's going to alter our life pretty much forever. I was thinking about this um, when I was in nursing school and a new nurse. In nursing school, I remember one of my last rotations was in the ICU and we had our first AIDS patient. Well, they wouldn't let us nursing students anywhere near them. Um, and they were, you know, I see the pictures of people in the hazmat suits and everything. And that's how it was back then. And so I know we'll get through this. This is very different than AIDS because that was only affecting homosexual essentially homosexual men back in the very beginning. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. We'll get through it and life will change. Um, hopefully we'll be a little more aware. And, and what I feel like right now, I'm having a lot more opportunity to connect with people in a different way. Yes. And more, in a more meaningful and deeper way, which, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some tips that that we want to share with our listeners. But uh, there's always um, a rainbow after the rain, and there's always an opportunity to look for some positive uh, positive things in a in a challenging situation. How about One of the positive things, can I just say quickly? I'm I'm seeing a lot of people reaching out to their elderly neighbors, yes. and and they're showing care and concern for them. So right there, that's positive. It seems to be that human beings really come together in difficult times. Uh -huh. So how's it going for you, Marianne? You know, it's very interesting because <clears throat> I think since the days of telehealth, um, one of one of the um, one of the things that really enables us to stay connected to my clients. Um, so th this is uh, this is a way that I have been working for a period of time, and so it's not that uh, it's not that challenging for me. Although what I will say is what I've learned is that when I work with couples, when they're in my office, I experience a lot of what goes on in their nervous systems. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, we, we all can recognize the feeling uh, when we go to a party or when we come into a room, right? You can kind of read the room and feel the room. Well, part of that is really what's being informed in our nervous system. Mm -hmm. And I think that when we are collecting together, when we go to meetings together, you know, I also run a networking group. And so when we all get together, we can really feel each other and know, you know, how often have, has someone come up to you and said, so tell me how you're really doing. Right. And so we can really connect and feel each other in certain ways. And I think that has been, um, that's been the one thing that I've really noticed that we're not you know, kind of connecting in that way. Um, and one of the cool ways that I see we're trying to overcome that is on social media. People are really encouraging uh, others. And we're also using uh, technology as a way of connecting 
um, in more meaningful ways in groups. And that's really an exciting thing. I think that in some ways we're going to learn innovation uh, that we've never experienced before, right? Uh, necessity is the, is the mother of invention. Right, exactly. Well, what about you, Mary? How are you doing? Well, one of my superpowers is being an innovator, thinking outside the box, and making lemonade out of lemons. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm using Zoom calls to connect with clients. I can do a screen share and review uh, market data, their price analysis, market study, um, all kinds of things. So as the other guests have indicated, you know, we really do have the ability to to access um, technology and you know stay in touch and I know right now I'm I'm really in touch with my clients um, very regularly and um, you know fear comes the acronym for fear is uh, false expectations appearing real mm -hmm. and I think that the more information we can give people the more empowered they feel about um, you know what's the right decision for them Mm -hmm. And um, I think our our job as as leaders and, and consultants to our clients is really just to hold space for them, right. uh, especially now, so that they feel you know highly supported, highly informed, um, and can be as comfortable as possible given this uh, you know unprecedented circumstances we find ourselves in. Well, it's interesting because I really have been listening a lot to my clients. I'd love to listen to my clients and um, I have a lot of empathy, but then I realized I want someone to listen to me too. And I want to make sure I have some good girlfriend time uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, since now really in Seattle, we are being asked to just stay home. So I have plans to, to uh, connect with my girlfriends a lot. So let's just take a little break here. And we'll be back in just a moment with uh, more on A Wealthy Life for Her. Reinventing Her Money was born in 2003 with the vision of expanding services beyond traditional wealth management to include financial literacy, money mindset, and empowerment coaching for professional women who have unique challenges to becoming financially independent. Start your journey towards pursuing a financial life on your own terms at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Professional women face unique challenges from financial and life circumstances that threaten their long-term financial security. Women earn less than men, live an average five years longer, take time out from their careers to raise children, and are less confident making financial choices. Are you ready to solve the challenges that are robbing you of financial independence? Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com and schedule a chat with a female financial planner who cares. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150.
Okay, we are back now, and uh, I have my guests, Maureen Curis and Marianne Marlowe and Mary Lee. So ladies, uh, this show is about living the wealthy life on your terms, and I'm really curious how you are living a wealthy life. And I'll just go first just to say that, you know, I have spent the last probably 15 years really focusing in on various parts of my life. I've improved my health. I've um, added, um, you know, meditation and exercise to my life in order to have less anxiety. I've worked on my financial situation. Um, I have better relationships, both personally in my family and also with friends and business associates. So how do you live your wealthy life? And let's start with you, Mary. Well, I always make sure I get enough rest because I think that um, being rested helps us have a a better ability to bring high energy to um, our work and what we're focusing on. Um, having a balanced life is critical. And for me, I'm lucky enough that my work really is my purpose work. You know, some people, their work is just a job. And for me, real estate and serving clients is my purpose work. And so that's really what fuels me to get up in the morning. And I just start each day with, who do I get to help today? And I like being um, a top tier problem solver and really bringing a lot of focus and energy and passion to my clients so that they have the best possible home buying or home selling experience. And that really starts with um, rest, eating well, movement, exercise, and, and laughter, you know, having some um, happiness and joy in your life so that you can bring that to others. That's why I love hanging out with you, Mary. (laughs) You help me remember to laugh. I can get pretty serious about things. And so I appreciate that superpower in you. How about you, Maureen? How are you, how do you define a wealthy life and how are you living it? For me, wealth is so much more than just money. I think um, for me, wealth is the richness of my relationships with my family, with my friends, you know, as long as those are healthy and strong, then I am wealthy beyond belief, you know, whether my bank account shows it or not. Um, That's, and like Mary, you have to laugh and see the good in life. I was, my first nursing job was in oncology and it really taught me that there's so much more to life than just how much money we make or what we have or the possessions we have, because at the end of the day, it didn't help any of my patients, Um, you know, and not one of them wished they worked longer or worked harder. They wish they had had deeper, richer relationships with their families or with their friends, or they had done more in life. So um, there's so much that can be done with, even on a limited budget. I lived a great life on a limited budget when I was starting out and had a lot of fun. But for me, it's um, wealth is more 
it's a really holistic view of everything in my life. You know, that I have rich relationships, that I have good financial practices to see me through challenging times also. Um, you know, that I have a healthy budgeting system. Then um, that I, I take time to enjoy nature and to get out and to laugh and exercise and move. So for me, that's really what a wealthy life is. You know, I, I know this is so true for you, your relationship, the most important thing to you because of all the time that you prioritize to be with all the members of your family. And um, you're an inspiration in that regard, too, because I think in this, you know, busy, busy world, we can get way too focused on accomplishment and pursuing success. And really, it is about who we love and how we are loved. That right makes a meaningful life. So thank you for that. Can I tell you something real quick? Can I share a yes. quick story? Um, years ago, years and years ago, I heard I um, this man who was extremely wealthy and very, very, very successful. Uh, and he and his wife were on a trip to New York City and he was at a meeting and he couldn't find her. She didn't come back. So he looked all over for her. And um, he found her at St. Patrick's Cathedral sobbing and sobbing. And she just said, this life we have is so meaningless. And I want a relationship with you. I don't care. It doesn't matter that we have all the money. It doesn't matter that I can do anything I want. Our children don't have a father. I don't have a husband. And that's what I want. And he changed the whole course of his life and they became very philanthropic and, but it, it shifted him and he was sharing it at a conference I was at that really at the end of the day, none of that mattered because he was in a very unhappy marriage. Well, he didn't realize his wife was so unhappy, but his children weren't healthy either because they didn't have a solid family unit. So. Right. I love yeah. that. Thank you for sharing that. How about you, Marianne? Yeah, thank you so much for for saying that, Maureen. Because you know that's really the work that I that I really do and focus on is creating relationships that matter and that are meaningful and that are the best relationships that we can possibly have. And I love what Mary said about uh, you know living her purpose, um, and that's her purpose work, and that's the way that I feel as well. I um, you know came from corporate. Um, worked in some of the big tech giants around and loved, loved, loved my work. Um, but what I really recognize that is that even though I really enjoyed the work, it didn't have the same purpose and meaning that the work that I'm doing now. Um, and so I really feel like part of my sense of wealth is being able to connect relationships in all of the different dimensions of my life, in my work, in my personal life, in all of my philanthropic work, in my volunteerism. Um, that really, uh, what's meaningful for me is creating relationships, but, but really good and solid and juicy relationships, which is part of why I absolutely love my savvy success sisters um, because I think that on some level, you know, what's the saying that you are the five people that you hang around with. Mm -hmm. And while we're creating relationships, I think that we have to kind of be mindful of the relationships that we're creating and the people that we're creating them with. Um, mm -hmm. And how do I show up, right? That's the question that I ask frequently is how, how am I showing up and how does that fit in with this sense of richness and abundance in, in relationship? 
Well, and you know, what I had to learn about relationships is that I had to work on filling my own needs to some extent so that I could then be full enough to give to other people. When I was younger, I was really much of a taker and I expected people to give to me in, in relationship. I'm, I'm so grateful for the growth and development I've had so that I really feel fulfilled when I give and help other people. And I think that's what we're all saying about we're doing our passion work because we are and our purpose work because we're giving uh, every single day. Right. And, and, and doesn't that really make a difference because it doesn't feel like work? No, it you know, I, I look forward to getting and meeting with, you know, in my, in my gratitude journal every day, I write how um, excited I am to go and be with the, the people that I spend time with. Um, and, and I'm glad that you're bringing up the word wealth, Teresa, because, um, you know, for me, we have, we've had this conversation in our mastermind group about what wealth really means. And wealth really did mean money to me. Um, and the word richness and abundance is what really translates well for me in relationships. And so I'm just keenly aware of how um, when we find meaning and purpose, um, we translate that into whatever that means for us, right? Whether it's wealth or abundance or whatever word we want to use. That's exactly right, which is what we're going to be talking about more and more every week on this show is that money is important because we live in a society where money is at the center of most of our choices. But that doesn't mean that we have to get all, um, you know, confused about its importance. We don't have to project too much on it. Uh, we can decide what we want and we can use money to help us have that and um, have it as a flow in our lives. So since you're glad I brought up the word wealthy, I'm glad you brought up the word gratitude because now I want to shift into some of the tips that we all talked about together as a mastermind about how we can um, all get through this really challenging time. And, you know, you hear it on the news, whenever you turn it on, it's going to get worse. Now, I hope that's not necessarily true, but if it is true, I think that giving ourselves a little bit of um, love uh, in our, with our mind and our heart and how we are going to cope with this would be helpful. So uh, when you say gratitude, uh, what is your gratitude practice? So I do, um, <clears throat> I follow a gratitude practice every morning um, that has several different steps. One of the things that's the most important, and um, I think for me, uh, what, what really enables me to have a vision of gratitude and thankfulness is to picture and imagine, right, closing my eyes and picture and imagine so that I can really embed this in my subconscious and then bring all of my emotions into it. And so whatever it is that I really want to focus on with regard to gratitude, whether it's my work, my family, my friends, my business, um, I really create a scenario in which I envision um, the wonderful uh, parts of whatever that is. So if I've had a big, you know, win in a relationship with my kids, um, I really allow myself to get really involved in that because what we know is that when we can bring all of our five senses into that uh, vision, not only does it um, 
really sort of cement it in because my brain does not recognize whether this is a vision or whether it's really happened. And so it reinforces that feeling of uh, of expansion that I have when I when I feel gratitude. Um, the other thing that I do is that I, I write it, I journal for just a couple of minutes every day and keep it really short because that has some meaning. Um, and then I always reach out and I reach out to someone every single day to let them know what I'm grateful for, um, for them in my life, whether it's a client or whether it's someone that I work with, with the women network or, or my spouse or uh, someone that I'm casually involved with, I always try and stay really connected uh, with someone else and reaching out because what what happens, right? I might have an awesome experience of gratitude, but if I don't reach out and tell you, hey, Teresa, you really meant a lot to me, you don't know. We haven't had a shared well, experience of it. I can attest that you actually do this because I have been the receiver of many of your delightful thank you notes and gratitude notes. So you really do live, you, you walk your talk when, uh, as far as that's concerned. So Mary, Maureen, what about some um, tips about handling stress during this time? What could you share? I think that one of the things we have to remember is that there's only three things really in life that we can control. It's um, the thoughts we think, uh, the images we allow to visualize, and then the actions we take on it. So really, we, can, we can't control what's happening out there. There's no way that we can control it. We can only control how we think about it and what we allow in. So to allow all the negative in is going to make you negative. Um, but if you find the positive, like people reaching out to their neighbors or people, you know, supporting small businesses by going and buying cupcakes to take to the the healthcare workers on the night shift at Evergreen Hospital, um, which my friend that owns Pinka Bella Cupcakes shared that she was so grateful that someone came and bought these cupcakes. You know, we can focus on the good and the positive that's coming out of it. And then we can take action that, that uh, is similar. But by focusing on the negative, that's all we're going to feel is fear and, and doom and gloom. Where- yeah, I do notice that uh, some of the news sources do tend to frame the news from that perspective. And I find that, you know, I have to really turn it off sometimes because I can feel my own anxiety, you know, uh, coming up because I have, I have uh, two doctors in my family and at this particular, well, only one of them is on the front lines. The other one is not at this point, but you know, there's, there are things to be concerned about, but dwelling on it is um, really not helpful and it can uh, really cause us um, some health problems. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. And we can't change anything about it. You know, I, I was dwelling in the beginning on all of the hospital staff because I used to be one of them. And, you know, to think about the poor patients in isolation and their families not being able to visit just was overwhelming to me. I thought, oh my gosh, I used to work in bone marrow transplant where they had to be in isolation for a hundred days back then. I think they've shortened it now. Um, but 
to think that they couldn't have a family member or a loved one come in to support them through that time. So, you know, I was getting caught up and I thought, wait, I can't change any of that. All I can do is send good, positive energy to those that are on the front lines to keep going and to be able to do the self-care they need so they can continue to go and serve these, this population that needs it. And, um, but it's hard not to get sucked into all of that when that's all that's out there right now. Thank you. Hey, Mary, what, what kinds of tips can you give our listeners to handle this stressful time? Here's my 911 recipe for not losing your mind. Um, I think we need to limit our exposure to the news. Uh, we already know what's going on. You don't need to have it on in the background all day, every day. Maybe you do a 10-minute update in the morning and a 10-minute update in the afternoon. And we have to be hyper vigilant about putting positivity in our life right now. You can read positive books. You can sign up for positive podcasts. Um, Dan Harris has a great podcast called 10% Happier, and it talks about his journey to uh, learning to calm his monkey mind. You know, we all have uh, situations sometimes where our, we can't really control our thoughts. And the way he came up with the title of the book is when he was learning to meditate, his coworkers were teasing him about meditation and yoga. And, and finally, he just came up with a term that seemed to make sense when they said, well, how's all that going for you? He says, yeah, I'm about 10% happier. So that's the name of his book. He's got a podcast. So uh, for me, I'm very intentional about my thoughts. Um, I feel that your thoughts have energy. Anybody who's experienced a phone call from someone that said, hey, I was just thinking about you is a perfect example. I think prayer is focused, connected energy. I think that uh, worry is really just an order form for what you don't want. So this is a time to really practice faith, faith in a higher power, faith in yourself, faith that we will work through this. It's not the end of the world. We're going to be some bumpy rides. It's not the first or the last time. There's going to be some unexpected events in our lives or in the country or in the world. So it's just a time to really get centered uh, be intentional about your thoughts and be super proactive about getting some positive messaging in, in your brain. I love what you uh, said last time we got together. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Oh, absolutely. I've been self-employed since I was 24 <laughs> and I am now almost 61. And there have been times my life has just looked like a wild carpet ride uh, <laughs> with big, big differences in income and experiences and all kinds of things. But, you know, through it all, uh, it, you know, and I would love to say that we learn our greatest life lessons when times are easy. And that's never been the case for me. I have come out the other side of challenging uh, struggles and difficulties. That's, that's when I've had my biggest ahas and growth and learning. And as difficult as this is, I think there will be some pearls of wisdom and 
society changes and all kinds of things that, that come out of this. And, and we may all be better for it. Here, here. I, I subscribe to that. So we're going to take another break. And when we come back, I'd like all of you to just give one more positive thought tip for our listeners, and then we will close. So we'll be back in a moment. According to the American Medical Association study on how women physicians are prepared for retirement, over half of women physicians believe they have unique or more complicated financial needs than their peers in other professions. Teresa Leftenant believes that every high-earning woman deserves a truly personalized, not cookie-cutter financial plan, so she will have the best chance of pursuing her vision for a happy, healthy, and wealthy life. Explore your financial potential by joining our mailing list at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Teresa Leftenant encourages women to talk openly about money by providing virtual and live talking circles where members come together in a spirit of trust, respect, and mutual support. Reinventing Her Money also provides financial education, workshops, webinars, speaking events, and transformational experiences to companies and organizations. If your group would like Teresa Leftenant to speak or facilitate a financial topic for your women's group, learn more at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my sassy sisters from my mastermind group, Marianne Marlowe, Maureen Curris, and Mary Lee. So let's just final, finish up today with uh, another valuable idea for our loving people who are listening today and um, how much we care about them. I'm going to just start this time because I know that there's a lot of people out there who unexpectedly may find themselves with a little less money in their pocket from whatever happens, getting laid off or having uh, less hours or something. And so I recommend that everybody create themselves an emergency budget or spending plan. And if you need help with that, you can go to my website, www.reinventinghermoney.com and just send me an email and I'll get on the phone with you and help you think through that. What about you, Maureen? What's your final thought for our listeners? I love your idea of a budget. And when we're all self-isolating, hoping not to get isolated by demand, uh, you know, I think we're all spending less money. And so put that money aside, what you would spend at Starbucks. Uh, You know, I bought a latte the other day for $5.40. I was shocked, you know, and I thought, put that away because, you know, those little things add up, but have a budget for it. So I love that. And just get outside every day. Very good. Thank you so much. How about you, Marianne? Um, One of the things that I, you know, just kind of want to reinforce is that fear is not real. 
It's, you know, we, we have, we have things that we should be concerned with and pay attention to and be vigilant about, but, but fear is not real. Um, and so really getting in touch with, uh, what is it that I am really concerned with? And remember that we actually, that's part of why the news is so exciting. Um, we actually get a hit when we feel fear. You know, it's that excitement inside of us. And so we have to be very vigilant, as Mary was talking about, um, in giving ourselves kind of a news diet. Um, and then I also, I just want to, you know, reiterate what Maureen is saying. There's nothing better to readjust our nervous systems than to being out in nature. It, it, it's the quickest way for us to kind of calm down and breathe in some fresh air and come back to ourselves. Awesome. I see uh, when I go out for my nature break, I see all my neighbors out and I'm getting to know my neighbors more, even though we talk to each other across the street. So thank you for that. How about you, Mary? What's your final thought? Uh, well, we talked about this the other day. You know, broke is a state of account. Don't make it a state of mind. We're all going to have financial struggles through this, and a lot of things, as we know it, are going to shift, and we're not, we're not sure where they're going to shift, but this comes back to being really intentional about your thoughts, and, um, and laughter. You know, uh, right now, I'm finding I've got some extra time to work on some projects around the house, and actually do some programs online that I've signed up for, you know, turn this time into kind of your learning and education time if you've got some extra uh, time. And then I know uh, Marines and your um, strategies to get out into nature. I sent you guys this the other day. Uh, today's drink special, the Quarantini. It's just a regular martini, but you drink it alone in your house. So <laughs> if you can hear my glass, Tinkle. I'm having one of those. <laughs> well, cheers to you with your quarantini. That's a great yeah. idea. And um, we watched uh, Jurassic 2 last night, laughed our laughed out loud. It was a really great uh, laugh out loud fun movie. So I suggest that. So I think we're at the end of our time. So I want to thank you, my very dear mastermind friends, for being with me and sharing my very first episode of A Wealthy Life for You. And I think what we all came to is that wealthy is a state of mind. And it brings all aspects of this amazing life, even during challenges, that we are so fortunate to be able to live. So thank you for listening, everyone, and being a part of our wealthy life mission. You have so many radio shows and podcasts to choose from, and I'm so grateful that you chose ours today. I hope that you'll return, and if you enjoyed yourself, please share this show with friends and family. And next week, I'm excited, my guest will be Debbie Page. She's a business coach for entrepreneurs who want to keep more of the money they make, which I think we could all say that's a goal. So I look forward to being with you then. And remember, Financial independence is your birthright. With the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can overcome your financial challenges and create a wealthy life on your terms. Thank you. See you next week. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor. 
for professional women and their families who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. She has developed and refined a process called the Financial Reinvention Blueprint, which puts all the pieces of the financial puzzle together as life unfolds and needs evolve. As a certified financial planner for over 30 years, Teresa is dedicated to helping women pursue their version of financial independence through a confident money mindset and a knowledgeable financial planning skill set. Are you ready to learn more about reinventing your financial life? Visit reinventinghermoney.com. Sign up for our mailing list and learn more about how the Financial Reinvention Blueprint might improve your financial condition.